takes time to train somebody to do that. It takes a lot of time. So for me, that's more once you get to the point where, you know, you need help doing it yourself or, you know, you have enough of the other staff that, you know, it's time to delegate. When people ask me, how do I grow? You know, if, if you want to, not everybody wants to, but if you want to grow, I, the biggest thing is delegating. You have to give tasks to other people. And what those tasks are um, is really kind of what you don't want to do or you're not. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Hey, wanted to talk a few moments about some sponsors. Scope from Seller Labs, um, when's the last time you created a listing, right? And when you create that listing, you've got to come up with the keywords, right? It's all keyword dependent. I don't care if it's uh, private label or wholesale. You've got to get it right. Well, what's the best way to get it right? If you're selling a similar product that's really successful, you go and you take and use their keywords. And that's what Scope does for you. It's a phenomenal tool brought to you again by Seller Labs, the leaders in technology uh, when it comes to Amazon right now. They are just crushing it with all their products. But Scope allows you to get that listing right. Get ranked for those keywords as fast as possible. Therefore, you get the sales. So go to sellerlabs.com forward slash scope, use the code word momentum, save a little bit of money, get some free keywords to test, try it out and see if you see an improvement. If you don't, adjust. What's cool about what I love about uh, Seller Labs is that you then message and say, hey, I didn't get this right, Tyler. Hey, Jeff, this isn't working right. What am I doing wrong? And boom, you're going to get the help you need. And that's what you're going to get from Seller Labs. And, and it's a very special group. They've been very, I've been very fortunate to be connected with them. And again, I look over time, they've delivered every single time. You know, same thing I can say for Karen from Solutions for E-Commerce. I mean, she's been carrying my account for a couple of years now, um, and our account, my wife and I, and she really does handle things for us. Um, I mentioned uh, just last week, we created a new listing with forget how many variations, but again, all the flat files uploaded, done as I needed. I pop in, so she'll send me a template, I pop in some information, and then boom, it's handled. Oh wait, these pictures weren't done right, blah, 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 this UPC needs it, boom, modified, adjusted. And again, the communication's been phenomenal too. I get an email pack saying, hey, this was done, or this, you're missing this, Steve, hey, you got to do this. So, you know, we have those challenges too, and that's why I like working with somebody who's been doing it, and been doing it for a long time. Did you know Karen also does listings for eBay? Yep, lots of them. So if you want to build out that channel, which of course you should, it's Q4, you should be selling everywhere you can, um, Karen can help you with that too. So you got to tell her I've sent you. So you're going to go to solutions for e-commerce forward slash momentum. You're going to save 50 bucks every single month. You're going to save that $50. But more importantly, you're going to get an inventory health report. Um, did you just get hit with monthly long-term storage fees? Well, guess what? If you haven't, they're coming. You want to get that inventory right, and she can help you with that. You got to tell her I sent you. Again, solutions, the number four, e-commerce forward slash momentum will get you into that. Save the 50 bucks. Get that inventory health report, though. That's really, really important. Get that going right away. And I don't want to miss my coach when it comes to retail orb or online orb. When I have a question, and I do, not that we don't, we don't really do much of it anymore, but when I do have a question, I go to Gay Lisby. Because why? Because she's really... She is a coach. I mean, she's really phenomenal, but she also puts out a daily list and you're going to get that list five days a week. You're going to get tons of leads. The number of uh, agreed to amount that you're supposed to get, she, she usually gets to those in the four days. And then the fifth day seems to be a bonus most of the time. Phenomenal group, small amount of uh, buyers where this list is going to. And the best thing is the nuggets that you learn. Hey, why is the red one better than the blue one? Gate can help you with those questions. I saw, hey, I got, um, I got a, the dreaded letter about a brand. Here's the, here's the way you approach it. Hey, receipts. Um, how do you? What's the best practice? I saw her leading instructions, teaching me, the accountant, how to do a better job with it, and it's phenomenal. So it's Gay Lisby's um, a million dollar selling. Um, I'll have the link in here. You've got to use. Um, the, my, my link, and, and it does help me. I don't want to say it that way, but um, it's part of Amazing Freedom with Andy Slammons, Lee Ron, Hirschkorn, and Nate Slammons, so you know you can trust them, okay? So come out to the website, take a look at it, 
and you will get uh, savings and you can get two weeks free right now. Only through my link, you get two weeks free. Try it. You don't like it? I get it. Back off. But right now is the time to make money. Get cash flow going right now. And so join, you get two weeks free. The only way you're going to get the two weeks free is if you use my link. It's on this episode. Come on out and give it a try. You will not be disappointed. Again, you're going to see me in there. So reach out if I can help you too. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 350. Yes, 350. Kelly Zinzo. Um, I was fortunate enough to get to meet Kelly face to face. It probably might not been our first time, but get to spend some time, you know, listening and talking with her and man, oh man, what a, what a terrific person. And she didn't disappoint in this interview. Um, tremendous amount of pro tips for somebody who really grew their business the way you want. Um, or the way you would think it would be, R-A-O-A, wholesale. Um, and guess what? She's done it all, still does a little bit of it, and a little bit of all of it, but has really grown a successful business, and she explains kind of how. And I, you listen in there for the nuggets, as she calls them, um, and you will find many of them. Uh, from Kelly, and she's so humble, she doesn't realize she drops, you know, sometimes she talks for two minutes, and you're like, oh, I can't get that note fast enough. It's phenomenal. Um, just a great success story, um, and somebody who runs in the same issues that you and I run into every single day, same challenges and whatever, but she's able to push past it. What's cool is she brought some experience from retail, and she brought some of those skills forward, some that I had not thought about, um, some knowledge base that I had not thought about that comes from that. So if you were in that world, don't sell your yourself short. You've got some knowledge that most of us don't have, and it's very applicable to this business. Let's get into the podcast. All right. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. I'm very excited about today's guest um, because I think there's going to be a lot we can learn. I think uh, she's very humble. She's very modest. However, she's clearly figured something out, and I'm assuming she's going to tell us she's figured it out by watching others and learning from others, some of that. But some of it comes from somewhere else, and I'm, I'm really interested to find out where. Kelly Zinzo. Welcome, Kelly. Uh, hi, Stephen. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate you coming out, and I don't mean to embarrass you right off right out in the beginning of the conversation, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, you know, in our pre-call, we were talking a little bit about it. You know, I get it. We all downplay what we do. But you've accomplished a lot, and it's very cool to see. And you are very, very humble about it. I mean, it's 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 a cool place to be mentally. You agree? Uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, I I I don't know. I just sometimes I, I'm not quite sure how I got to where I am, and I I have to really think about it to uh, figure out how I got to where I am. But I I am. I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful. And that might be a big piece of it. What I see for the outliers, I call them, right? The mega sellers like yourself, use that term, my term. (laughs) Some people don't like it. Too bad. It's my term. Um, (laughs) But but what I see with a lot of outliers, that gratefulness is a huge piece of the formula. It's, It's just being thankful to everyone, being willing to give to others with zero expectation, and then magically stuff comes your way. I mean, do you remember back when you first started, the people that have helped you, you know, you don't have to name them by name, but I mean, people gave you some information? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, of course, a lot online, Um, getting in the Facebook groups and uh, being able to ask a question and and having someone come on and and answer you. So certainly, yeah, very grateful for that. And they didn't try to sell, not not everyone, and I'm sure there were some that Mm -hmm. did. So I don't want to say they aren't some of those. But and and I don't have a problem with them, um, because that's their business. But most of the time, at least in my experience, none of it cost anything other than you know, thank you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I I bought some courses along the way um, to kind of help me along and and get the information that I needed. But yeah, a lot of it also just came from individual people being able to ask questions and get them answered. Well, you and I were just together um, this past week um, in in Chicago at Ecom Chicago. I find, let, um, let me see what your experience is. A, I love the conference because I love the location. It's convenient for me because it's in Chicago. Pretty easy flight. Um, the venue is great. I think the environment is great. It's so easy to get up and talk to people, talk to vendors and stuff like that. The hotel right next door. I mean, you really don't have to go a lot of places. Mm-hmm. However, the intimacy, the conversations you can have, I think it's them. Maybe Rocky Mountain would be another good one, same type of venue, where you can really get down 
you have no choice but to hang out together and have conversations because everything's so far. I mean, relatively. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was one of the great things is everybody just kind of hangs around and goes to dinner together. And um, yeah, you're whether you want to or not, you get to know everybody yeah. kind of on a personal level. <laughs> good or bad. And yeah. and there is good and bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. But no, it's great. It's great. You, you always meet new people, learn new stories, and you always get golden nuggets. The last night when the conference was over, uh, a big group of us went to dinner, and I'm taking notes on my phone because I'm getting more tidbits. I'm thinking, no. isn't this great? Wait, no, wait, wait. Hold on. You're a very successful seller. You're supposed to know it all. Wait. You can't learn. And please don't tell me these are new sellers teaching you anything because that would just blow my whole theory on life. <laughs> um, it, it was it, it was actually uh, who put it on, Mark, Mark and Robin. You know, Mark oh, yeah, so He smart. was giving me shipping tips, yeah, you know, yeah, on how yeah. to get better rates on shipping. Uh, we had that same conversation the day before, him and I, and he was giving me shipping tips uh, for, you know, and, and what's so cool is, uh, he's a perfect example. There is somebody who, uh, and most people don't realize that Mark Levine of Bubblefast, right? A, he has mm -hmm. a huge, uh, uh, not a retail business, an e-commerce business, and it's a big on eBay. He's been on eBay forever, but it sells mm -hmm. on Amazon in a big way. Plus, he has his own giant website. Huge, huge operation. But people yeah. don't realize he also has a very large FBA business. And so he can offer – his advice is pretty much the gamut of everything we all want to do, right? His own dedicated site that he sells a ton on, that he doesn't have to pay all the additional fees. Um, uh, wholesale, retail, um, um, and then an FBA business too. So he can – and what did it cost you? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. nothing right. Nothing. Friend, being friendly, right? Right. Being, not, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that to me is exactly where a lot of uh, success, and I think that's where the gratefulness comes to, comes in. And when you show that, and you, I'm sure you gave advice to other people there. Sure. Fair? Absolutely. Okay. Cost them nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Did you expect mm -hmm. anything? No, of course not. Yeah, I mean, I had one couple come up to me and say, hey, when you get a chance, you know, can we talk to you? I'm like, sure. So, you know, we sat down outside, we chit-chatted, and, you know, they they were very new and, and giving them, you know, a little bit of advice. And, you know, I'm like, feel free to ask questions. I, people helped me, so I, you, you want to give yeah. back. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. that that's the thing that people forget is that people help them. I don't care who it was. And, and I bought courses, and even after the course was over, those people still help you. Well, that, right. I mean, that's their time, so there is some cost to them, but sure. their reward. Would you talk about a second, um, and I don't mean to get too, you know, too lovey-dovey with this, but it's real. Mm -hmm. The feeling you get from helping those other people who probably were struggling and you see the light bulb go on, what's that feel like to you? Yeah, that that's part of the reward, I guess. That That's, that's your payoff, um, if you will. Um, yeah, is helping somebody and letting them, uh, you know, have some success. You know, if I can give them one little golden nugget, because I get golden nuggets all the time. You know, yes, I've been doing this, you know, a little while, not that long, five years. Um, so, but I still get golden nuggets. And if I can give somebody else golden nuggets, I mean, I know when I walk away with those little tidbits, I'm so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what I just learned. But is it now too, and I think this is, I don't want to lose that point. Now that you've you know, been selling for five years, you're very, very successful and you're taking golden nuggets. Are these little just like teeny adjustments that you make to your business now? You know, like that shipping advice from Mark. That, mm -hmm. small, that small little adjustment, that tweak, if you will, if you pick up six or seven of those in that whole event and you go back and apply it at the scale that you're at, it can have a... I don't want to call it material effect, but it can have a, a good effect on your business, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of my, my questions was, I can't get FedEx to come out and meet me. I can't get a hold of somebody to come out and meet with me to talk about shipping prices. And just somebody told me who, which department to ask for. Ah, that little piece, that, that, that secret little bit. That secret thing. You, you go yeah. to the website, you can't find it, right? It's yeah, secret. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you were great. entered into the club. You got the handshake <laughs> down. Now you, you know, oh, wow. And that saved me a ton of money if I can get FedEx to come out here and talk to me. We go through that with UPS. We're right between two different um, reps, 
and okay. neither one can do anything. I mean, it's just like, you know, well, that's his territory. Well, that's his territory. And neither one can do anything. It's like <laughs> yeah. we're, gonna, we're going a level above. All right, let's go into why e-commerce. Was this your whole goal in life was, I got this big idea. <laughs> I'm going to go sell on eBay and Amazon. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I was actually an x-ray tech by trade. Oh, I could see uh, the relationship to selling on Amazon and x-ray tech. I mean, <laughs> I, I could see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, did that for years. Uh, then I stayed home for a few years. Uh, my kids were very athletic, involved in sports, so that I could get them to all of their stuff. Um, <clears throat> then, unfortunately, I went through a divorce okay, and sorry. decided that, you know, I needed to do something else. I wasn't didn't really want to go back to what I was doing. It was hard to do that and still not disrupt my children's lives. But let me ask you something because this is important for me to understand and because I don't, I, mm -hmm. I, I just don't understand. Did you associate the job with the marriage and, and leaving that behind and kind of starting over kind of gave you a whole, I mean, it sounds like everything would be new then. Yeah. Uh, no, not really, but I am one. I will say that when uh, faced with adversity, I throw myself into work. Oh, is that like your, that's your vice? I mean, that's... That's my vice. Luckily... Better luckily than eating. Some, right, or drinking. <laughs> or drink, yeah, or, or drugs, yeah. yeah, yeah anything yeah. like that, I throw myself into work. So, um, and, and I've had a brick and mortar store years ago when my, actually, <laughs> funny thing, when I had, I have three daughters 15 months apart. So Whoa. I had one daughter 15 oh months God, later. Oh my God, that's chaos. Time. That's chaos in that house. Yes. So when that happened, I was working in healthcare, I was working at the hospital, and I worked every other weekend, every other holiday. Well, I couldn't find daycare for three babies to work weekends and holidays. So, and and my ex worked those. So anyway, I decided to open up a brick and mortar store. Sounds like <laughs> an easy thing because those are easy, right? Those, yeah. you, you, so know, you show up, kids, everybody buys everything old, and you leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have six week old twins and I open up a brick and mortar store. Um, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you opened your own daycare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they, they, I got a sitter for them and okay. I, but I had a store. It was a small town, uh, pretty much, you know, worked days anyway and to where I could have somebody watch them. But anyway, I opened up the store. It lasted about two years and I ended up having to close it. Wasn't making any money. So, you know, let's talk about that for a second, because mm -hmm. I think there's, I see a lot of people. Now, there are some people that open a brick and mortar store so they can get wholesale accounts. And I understand that. And I'm not judging mm -hmm. them. I don't pass judgment upon them. Um, or they, that's the thing that's available in their space and they're prepping in their house and they're like, oh my God, I got to get out of here because it's affecting mm -hmm. their relationships. <laughs> it does, mm -hmm. right? Getting a warehouse is a good thing for a marriage. But, but getting out of there and going to a retail space and they have a little bit of space in the front and then they prep in the back, that's pretty common too. Mm -hmm. um, that wasn't your plan. That wasn't even probably thought of when you had yours, right? Right. So that was my first one. Now, that was years ago when my kids were younger. So now fast forward to now when I, I, I got my divorce and I decided to open up another brick and mortar store. Um, you didn't learn from the first time. You're going to do right? it again. Well, no, I did learn. That's why well, I and, did better and, the second time. What did you learn? <laughs> um, I learned not to listen to everybody and their brother that tells you how to run your business. Because mm. um, they're not running theirs very well, are they? Well, or they didn't they're have not one. in the business, right, right? Right. Listening to my friends who weren't in the business, you know. Um, yes, you should listen to people that are doing what you're doing, but listening to people that aren't mm. um, really don't know. Um, so anyway, I, I kind of this time had took that information, and my second store was more successful. I was paying the bills. I was making, you know, a little bit of money. I was getting by. I had built it to as much as I pretty much could. I had, it was a little women's clothing and shoes, jewelry. I had tanning beds. I had a little tanning salon in the back. Um, just a little bit of everything. It was in a resort town, okay, on the mm -hmm. lake, on Lake Huron. So I was busy in the summer, did quite well in the summer, but winters were slow. So in October, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should try to start selling some of my stuff online while I was slow. So I did start out of my store. Oh, nice. So um, now, how different was it? Because it didn't sound like you have a lot of experience with e-commerce right. at that point. Um, yeah. So how does a retailer, because retail is an art, 
I don't care what anybody says. Just a display. And, and I see the thought that goes in. I'm like, man, I am not that smart. There's no way I could make it in retail because that, that's like an art form. And, yeah. and, you know, what you're describing is you're bringing customers to TAN. And by the way, they're walking past this cute outfit and they're saying, ooh, I like that. And, right, and it, so it's a great, right? You're bringing your own traffic, kind of you're driving traffic. Now you have to start figuring out how to sell online. And it's kind of a completely different animal, isn't it? It is. It definitely is. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And it took uh, it took quite some time. I'm going to be honest. I probably did not create my own listing for almost two years. And this on Amazon or eBay? On Amazon. On Amazon. On Amazon. Okay. I sold strictly on Amazon to oh, begin nice. with. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. I went right to Amazon. And what I liked about it is um, that you didn't have to create the listings. Oh, okay. So rather than where eBay is, you know, tedious to create every single listing, right? You have to do so right. much things. With Amazon, yeah. you can just say, ooh, I've got a pair of Reeboks and there's already a pair there. Sell one like and boom, you click on that button and you're already in business without FBA, right? right. And I don't know whether you started FBA or not. But yeah, I did. You, you're virtually already rocking. Well, adding FBA is complicated, especially several years ago. It wasn't as easy it is, as it is today. Yeah, I... I don't know, but I, I went directly to FBA. I didn't do Merchant Fulfilled at all in the beginning. And what was actually. attractive to that about what was attractive to that for you? Well, not having to ship, not having to package and ship that day, not having that responsibility every single day. Because when it was just me, I didn't want to okay, you have, didn't have to any run employees. the post office every day. You didn't have I had like one employee that filled in here and there. So it was a very small store. Yeah, it was pretty much me. Is the FBA attraction too? It's the employee that never calls off. I always like that description yeah. because it's like, man, once it's in their hands, I was like, I don't have to handle it. It's uh, there's the hassle. The you know, I know it's a hassle getting it there and all the rules and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like operating a retail store, it doesn't have all those same rules, right? Um, but once it's there, the complaints are pretty easy for the most part. Yeah, it's it's hands off. I mean, mm. you really just have to get your stuff there, get it listed, get it packaged up and get it sent in. And then it's on Amazon to fulfill it, to take care of returns, customer service. I mean, there's still a little bit we have to do if they contact us. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I can take the weekend off. You know, I mean, other than checking your emails. Or checking your messages, sorry. For example, I was traveling the last two weeks. I can I have to turn off my merchant fulfill business, but our FBA business, it goes twenty four seven, right? That's a big attraction. Did exactly. you have any um, skill sets that you think you brought from retail to Amazon FBA? Because I think about that a lot. I mean, do you, you know, if you're one of those glorious artists that can display incredibly and pick merchandise so well, did you have any of those skill sets that you brought that brought you to FBA or that you brought to FBA? Excuse me. Um, I guess my skill set would be knowing what sells hmm. and what doesn't, knowing what's popular and what's not. Like I knew the popular sizes. Oh, because knew, you sold them. Yeah, as far as clothing and shoes goes. I knew the popular sizes. I knew the case packs, how they came that you got more oh, say in shoes, okay. women's shoes, you get three size eights, two size sevens, two size nines, and one of the others, you know, that type of thing. So I knew, and that's because those are the popular sizes, right? Mm -hmm. I also knew because you don't get very many 10 or 11s that sometimes those are good to get because not many come in a case pack. Mm. So... That's a little um, pro tip. And you yeah. had relationships too, correct? Correct. I did. I did have a few. I, I, I will say though that I started primarily RA. I actually, at first I couldn't get approved in clothing and shoes right away. Mm. So I, you know, did a lot of reading, got a lot of information and thought, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go buy some stuff and see what happens. So I went out, I bought some stuff. I boxed it up, figured out how to do a shipment, sent it in. And lo and behold, it all Whoa, sold. It sold. Yeah. Did like, you try? Let me ask you this too, because I, I just this my mind goes these places. Did, when you did RA, did you buy anything for your store that you put up on your shelf just to see if it would sell? Because it was so much lower than what you could buy at wholesale. Um, occasion when places went out of business. Okay. Then I would do okay. That. So that's liquidation. Uh -huh. But but yeah. you know, because yeah. I met a guy. I was on the way to Toy Fair one year, and we we're mm -hmm. on the train, and he had uh, he has three toy stores in the Philadelphia area. And he would go to Target and buy the clearance Legos 
because he's like, Steve, this is cheaper because if you buy Lego, you know it's 65% yeah, yeah, of wholesale yeah. plus shipping. He would yeah. buy it because he's buying it at 50%, which is 15% plus the 8 or 10% lower. So I guess that's what, 25% lower than what he could buy at wholesale. And yeah. he would buy it for his retail store. Now, that, that's a, be, a different example. But I'm just wondering... Um, thinking back to your retail store, knowing what you know about RA now, mm-hmm. is that something that you could consider or would consider? Mm. Or is it a time suck and it's just not worth it? Well, I, I ended up selling my brick and mortar store. Right. To focus full time on, okay. on online. Um, okay. Quite frankly, because you just can only do so much right. in a retail store. And I felt like I had reached my max. And that was not enough for me. Knowing when to walk away in pretty much anything is, that's an it art form It was a form very too. tough decision. It yeah. was a very tough decision. Well, your heart and soul was put into it, right? Right. I had put everything, I had built this from pretty much, I remodeled the back end of the store to put, you know, the tanning beds in and I had built it all up. So it was very hard to let go of. This is the fourth child in your life right there, right? I mean, right. You, this, you birthed this thing and, and wow, that's yeah. hard. So, so I sold it, um, and then I moved home. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I moved home. So now I'm doing, because I was basically in my back room, like you had said before, I was in my back room, you know, boxing things up. Now I moved home, so now I'm in my dining room, but I have more time to shop now, right? Okay. And okay. get things. And I, it took over my home. <laughs> as Consumed most of you every know. square inch, right? <laughs> yes. Until my husband's like, um... We really would like to eat before nine o'clock at night because <laughs> you're in the kitchen too now. And so I, I, once again, another hard decision. Do I take on, you know, I, I, I had rented space before for my brick and mortar and I kind of liked not having that responsibility either. Not having to, you know, worry about covering people being there. It's, it is a lot of responsibility, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So in your home, you don't have that responsibility. So it was a decision that I had to make. Do I want to stay where I'm at? Cause I pretty much can't grow anymore in my house and, you know, be content with this, which I could have, I was doing well. Um, or do I want to take it to the next level? How do you, cause that's a, a point a lot of people get to. And right now we're seeing a lot of people get warehouses, some great spaces. I love mm-hmm. seeing pictures of people's space. It just, it's so inspiring to me, right? Especially the odd one and they start and it's like, oh man, they're going to make, you could just tell that they're willing. They see it. So you get, I can see it, you know, mm-hmm. but how do you, how do you have that confidence? I mean, like you said, you're, you're doing well, you're safe. You finally found some safety in your life, Kelly. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of mm-hmm. right. I mean, you know, let's yeah. be real. I mean, this is yeah. real right? Yeah. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you're there. Oh wait, let's take another chance <laughs> and <laughs> not roll it in on seven because it sounds like you calculated, but I mean, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Calculated risk. I definitely, you know, ran all the numbers. I, 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 I am a bit of a gambler to be honest. Ah, okay. Uh, I do have a little bit of a gambler's heart, but I also calculated risk. You know, when it comes to money though, I, I run the numbers and make sure that I'm like, okay, how much can I afford in rent? How much can I, I and I knew because I'd had a brick and mortar, I knew all the expenses, you know? It's oh, not yeah. Just yeah. The There's another great skill set that you would bring. That's a great point. I didn't even think yeah. about that. You're right. You And you saw all the expenses. When somebody cuts power down the block and it affects you, you're out of business, right? For those days, right? The, all those costs come in right. and you have to play them all. Little like, things like garbage pickup that you just yeah. don't pick up. You know? Right now, my heating is not working in my office, and so oh. I don't know what that's going to cost. I mean, hopefully, either my landlord or I am. I don't know which, but it's an mm-hmm. example, right, because it's cold. Right. So I'm going to run my electric heater, which is probably five times the rate, mm-hmm. right? And so, right. yeah. Okay. All right. So so you say, all right, I'm going to take the plunge. How big yeah. was the uh, your retail space total, including the back? You know, 1,000 square feet, or I'm thinking of retail. My first month. one was, yeah, maybe 1,500. Okay. All right. And so you decide to go out and rent. How big is the space you rent? About 3,500 square feet. Oh, all right. That's so that's that's it, serious. Yeah, it's decent size. So it has some offices. It has a couple of offices and it has a garage area. Oh. This is everything, you know, 3,500. So the garage area was kind of nice because we had an overhead door. It wasn't a big garage door, but it was big enough we could get a pallet in. Sometimes we had to take the top row off, but we could... <laughs> 
Um, and then we had like a larger work area for prepping. And then we had like a couple of offices, break room area. Heated? All heated, yes. This was right. actually, it used to be a sign store before. So okay. it was kind of a in-between. a re- It wasn't really a warehouse. It was more of a retail type space, but okay. we yeah. used it as a warehouse. So they would have made signs in the back and yeah. had, you know electrify things and stuff. So yeah, so that would have been a working area. All right, cool. Yeah. And are you still in that space now? No. Okay, no. yeah, right. So this is way back. All right, so yeah. 3,500 square feet, though. That's pretty serious. One of the questions I had about was office space in, in that example. How much office space was it? Uh, probably about 1,000 square foot. Okay, so pretty good space. So, yeah. So you had a good distinction between the two. Yeah. Um, no loading dock. No loading dock. So no. how would you handle pallets? Did you have a forklift? No, we had no room for a forklift. So we just got a um, lift gate. We just got to lift gate every time. So you pay that extra 50 or 75 depending every time. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. And it, it does, in my experience, let me ask this question too. Um, I see it slowing down a shipment sometimes because they'll be like, oh, that's special, Steve. And I'm like, what? Oh. <laughs> and because they just don't have those going out every day, at least in my neighborhood. Yeah, I'm the same. Okay. Okay. Only on right. Fridays. We only come up there on Fridays. We would get- oh, really? Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Okay, so there's something for somebody listening. If if somebody says, "Hey, what's the deal with the lift gate?" Just remember, it does. It can alter the time, or at least it has in yeah. Kelly and my experience. Okay, all right. So you're in there. How'd that go for the household getting stuff out? Okay, very well. <laughs> very well. It, was it very changes much the conversation, well. right? It's like all of a sudden, it's like, oh, now. But then you have to get out of the house a lot. Yeah, so now I have to, I, I hire my first employee. Luckily, it was a very good friend who um, is amazing. And I taught her, I took her, she basically shadowed me everything I did. And um, she learned, she was actually better at RA than I am. Oh, that hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it hurt? I mean, it really does. <laughs> For a guy, it, de- it devastates us. I mean, you know how shallow men are. Oh, yeah, we're all shallow. I mean, it's just oh, no, terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, but that, you know, that's why women are the smarter sex. I mean, there's no doubt. We are all so shallow. We think we're the best of everything. Remember, we're the heroes. <laughs> yeah. um, let me ask this question because this is a good one, too. Um, what expectations did you set for her? Hey, you know, I've got a business. It's going okay. I want to bring you on. Um, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be the best thing you ever did in your life. Or, hey, let's see if it works out. What, what, where, where were you? Yeah, more, you know, hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, I think she was ready for a change. And, you know, hey, if you're ready for a change, why don't you come on board? She kind of already knew, you know, a little bit about what I was doing. And, yeah, I didn't set high expectations, no, because I, I had no idea where I was going to go. Um, she actually came with me to pick out the space and I was worried that it was too big. I was really looking for more around 1,500 square feet, right? <laughs> How naive you were. Yeah. But this place came along and we're like, you know, it, it'll be perfect because it had the garage door and everything. So, um, she kind of convinced me to take the leap, you know, it was a little more money than I was wanting oh, to spend. That's interesting. To, yeah. So, um, so it was all good as of course, as it all worked out, um, that was, so I started in 2013, October of 2013 and April of 2015 is when I moved into the warehouse. Okay. So um, a little, almost two years. No, right? no, no. I take it back. It must've been 14 cause it wasn't that long. Oh. I sold my, I sold my brick and mortar. Oh yeah, it was. I sold my brick and mortar. Um, I started in the following summer. And then, yeah, it was. It was the next year, 15. 15. Okay, so so a year. Um, yeah. When I want to go back to the uh, person, the friend that you hired. Mm-hmm. What was it, other than a warm body, and, and maybe this is another skill set you learned from running a brick and mortar and having employees and knowing when you can rely on others and not, and also probably being a mom is another thing. But But what was it in her that you thought would be a good fit for your business? Was there anything that stood out to you? Because it turned out to be a great call, right? Because she's better mm-hmm. than you, or mm-hmm. she was. Mm-hmm. What was it? Um, <laughs> that's that's a tough one. Uh, it's just an intuition kind of thing. Uh, okay, uh, is all I can say. I guess I, I do have. I can. I, I get a good sense of who people are just by chit chatting with them. And of course, she'd been a friend for years. So, um, I so you've kinda, watched her over time, and you yeah, can see yeah. the crisis happen or not, which is always a good thing. And yeah. yeah, 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 those. And just she was very, you know, she was very smart. 
Very smart. Smart always helps. <laughs> well, I always uh, say to avoid sirens. Um, the ones are... Drama. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. need that in my life. I don't want none of that negativity. Okay. Yeah, All I right. call it drama. Yeah, I try to stay away from drama for sure. All right. So, yeah. so we have to go up in size. I mean, where's that thought yeah. process go to? What pushed you to that moment to say, I got to get out of this and we got to go bigger? Yeah, so... Two gambler. years in, you're a gambler. After yeah, all. <laughs> two years in. Well, we were just packed to the gills. I had, you know, hired several more people at that point. We we literally had pathways in the floor, uh, boxes on either side. Oh, God, because we, yeah. yeah, my office was full of inventory. Uh, my office workers were moving their desks into the break room, so we had a break room slash office. So yeah, it was <laughs> it was time. <laughs> So I, I had been looking for like a year and in my area, warehouse space is now at a premium because there just isn't a lot for whatever reason. And uh, so I finally ended up uh, biting the bullet and having to buy oh, space. Oh, yeah. now, the, now, now we're you're full commitment. Theory. Yeah. Now, is this where it took a bit to, to make a decision? I mean, do you make that decision by yourself or do you have counsel that you can seek? Uh, well, I, I am remarried now, so I, you know, I have a husband and, you know, we discussed it. Um, he actually wanted me to buy versus rent. Oh, okay. Um, and I was a little leery cause I got bit a little bit in the real estate downturn in, of 08. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had some properties then. Um, but anyway, I, you know, he was right. It's, it's a good decision. It's a good investment. Um, it's just scary. You know, it's a big commitment. It's way bigger than renting because, yes. you know, um, it's everything. I mean, it's, right. you know, right? It burns to the ground. It's everything. Yeah, you but lose your inventory, road, but you lose everything. Yeah, down the road, well, that's what insurance is for. But down the road, it's an investment. Right. You have a you hard know? asset that has exactly. physical, it's not a tangible, like people talk about selling their Amazon business. That's a t intangible, excuse me, an intangible. But you have right. a tangible um, item that physically has a value no matter what, right? right? Even a land has value, right? Okay. All right. Exactly. So your business at the level, let me ask you this, at the level where you were exploding out of the 3,500 square feet, mm -hmm. unless you have cash, maybe you do and you don't have to say that, but how did you calculate how much you can afford, right? Um, and did you go that level or bigger? Um, I actually went a little less because purchasing was cheaper than renting, if you can Whoa. believe it or not. Well, but you got the down payment involved. Right. So in five years, when that down payment is made up, then that's when I'll be in the green. Uh, okay. So it's so, confidence in your five-year plan to be in a business that you could sustain um, that would meet the needs of the additional space. Right. Right. So basically, if I were to rent the building that I'm in now, which I just moved in, I just closed on this uh, middle of August and moved in the first of September. So we have not been here that long. Um, but yeah, I, I ran the numbers and what it would cost to rent the size of a space versus buy it. It's actually $2,000 a month less right now. Do you, do you have to, well, because this is something I think a lot of people make this mistake. Mm -hmm. do, did you have to see an increase in sales to be able to support the new location? Or given your current levels at that time, would you have been able to swing it? Yes, I can swing it. Okay. So yes. that's a big deal. So let's, let me say that probably a little more eloquently. So mm -hmm. you didn't have to build in upside only to be able to make it in the new one. Because I think that's a, a lot of people don't put that risk into their formula, right? Because there's a yeah. big risk, right? It's yeah. now you got a 20 or uh, maybe, yeah, probably 20, 10 year, right? I guess commercial 10 year uh, commitment or whatever it is. That's a real commitment mm -hmm. for a long, long time. You can't mm -hmm. just get sick of it one day and say, yeah, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to move yeah. on. Yeah. Um, where, where that risk is that upside. If As long as business goes up, Kelly, we're up 25%. As long as we get another 25%, we're going to make it. That's scary. Yeah. No. Now, I can say my first uh, place that I rented, I actually negotiated with the landlord for a lower rent. Ooh. And and then it, gr it gradually went up over the first year. 
so that I could grow into it because that, as I had mentioned earlier, that space was more than what I really wanted at the time, but I thought that I could grow into it. So that is something that I worked out with the landlord that, hey, can we start, you know, it, it wasn't a huge amount lower, but, you know, this much lower and every month raise it 10% until we get to the full, what you want by the end of the first year. That and that worked out up, well for me. Yeah, that ramping up is so smart because mm-hmm. it gives you a little place because it does him no good to have it empty or her, right? It does them no good right. to have it empty. So that's a reasonable compromise. They have something coming in so they can cover their taxes and insurance, which they're paying every single month full or empty. doesn't matter. Um, right. So by doing that, that's a great, that's a great tip. Yeah, it was um, a win-win. How long would you sign your leases for when you recommend to people about signing a lease? What, what terms are you looking for? I always tried to get less. Yeah. It depends less on is your more. area. Yeah, <laughs> less it depends is more. on your area. Because sometimes you worry about getting kicked out. See, now I only did a year with the option to renew. Okay. And then he was retired and wanted out, and he wanted to sell it. Of course, he wanted me to buy it, but I knew I was going to outgrow it. I already, at that point, after a year, knew I was going to outgrow it. So I didn't want to buy it. Um. Well, so... Uh, well, no, I get it. I mean, so so you were going one year with renewals. How many renewals would were in the contract? Do you remember? Um, I think I just put a one year renewal. Oh, okay, okay. So one year and a one year renewal. We did a two year with three one year renewals okay. in that way, and there's a small little increase because I'm like you, less is more. Because who knows, business right. can grow. We need more space, or you know, we could pivot and say, guess what? We're not going to be in the warehouse business anymore. We're going to, you know, as we do more private label, we need less space, right? Right. And so by hamstring yourself. Okay. Plus, now you pay a little more, right? I think that's at least in my Mm -hmm. area, and I think this is my experience, is you pay a little more on those shorter term leases, right? Is that that fair too? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them are like that. That's fair. Okay. All right. So you get your own space. Did Did you put money aside for build out? of the space or were you just planning on going with it and then cash flowing the build out if any is needed? Are you talking about where I'm at now? Yeah. Um, yes, I did have put money aside. I had to, I did new, I got, had to get new epoxy floors done. Mm-hmm. The floors were kind of in bad shape. I didn't have to, but I, you know, I'm a girl, so I wanted it pretty. <laughs> I'm with saying. you. I wish we could do ours. I did the bathroom and the offices, and if we have a photo studio. I did all those floors. I, I poxed them myself. Did you? But I, every day I look at that other floor, and it's just bare concrete, and I'm like, man, it would look so cool yeah. to have that gray speckle throughout the yeah. whole place. That's what I have. I love it. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, good call. That's a yeah. pro tip. <laughs> yeah. Do that up front. Yeah, I figured I want to do it now before we put anything in here because trying to do it later is going to be a nightmare. It's inspiring, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It really is. And luckily, the offices were already done. They had already been painted in new carpet, so I didn't have to do anything with the office space. Um, I have 1,700 square foot office space. Yeah, I was going to say, you have some serious office space. I mean, I'm very jealous of this. I have a full kitchen. I redid the kitchen. I put all new... My kitchen's almost nicer than my house. I hate to say. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Um, But do you have a shower? No, I do not have a shower. I wish I had one. one, though. I wish I had one in my warehouse because if the power went out here, we could go hang out at the warehouse, you know, and live there if we had to. So anyway, go ahead. I know. I hear you. I, I worry about getting snowed in. I'm, I'm about 20 minutes from home and I do worry about getting snowed in. I would like to have a shower. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, to me, you know, again, if I was going to own it, I would, I would put one in because I just think it's one of those things that you never know. I mean, yeah, there's it could a, be in the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I did what I, what I felt I really needed, which to get in um, there's still some things I, I, the lighting, I have the old halide lights and I want to mm-hmm. switch those to LEDs. I haven't gotten to that yet. Um, but I, I will, I had to put some new doors on. I had, uh, my big overhead doors for, uh, the truck dock. Um, I replaced those, got new, more energy efficient ones. Um, so yeah, well, what, I, I put some money into it. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's something I think, again, people don't realize. So having the down payment, which is significant, right? That's inventory you cannot buy. Right. I mean, that's that's real. Yeah. Um, having the build out, which is always more money than what you thought it was going to be. My wife is always like, Steve, what did you think it was? Thousand bucks. All right. It's going to be three. How long you say it's going to take? Two weeks. All right. It'll be six weeks. Three thousand dollars. Exactly. <laughs> she always says triple it. And then it's right. <laughs> Whatever I think, triple it. And I'm like, oh, she's always right, too. Yeah. 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 All right. How about 
What did you gain, you know, I mean, obviously, even the staff, you know, especially, I'm sure they're so excited, right? Because now that's a that's a job. Like, they, they can kind of count on. I, I imagine that helps, you know, retention with employees and stuff. What other benefits have you noticed? I know it's new to you, but just can you speak to some of that? Um, sure, yeah. Um, definitely, yes. Like my girls in the office, they don't have to eat, you know, have their desk in the break room anymore. They have their own mm. office space. So that's definitely good for morale. It, it feels like a real business now. Um, we're in a real, um, you know, warehouse space. Um, we can, we don't, we don't have to get a lift gate anymore. I bought a forklift. Ooh, that was nice. another big expense. So we real big expense. Yeah. Um, pallet racking. That's another expense. I had pallet racking put up, but, but we have, I was able to hire more help because I, I mean, we literally had no room to hire anybody else. Yeah, um, okay. So now I can hire more help. I, I really was stunted with my growth. So, um, you know, now I can grow a little bit. But not only that, just having the space to work and feeling like, you know, it is. It's a real workplace. Um, How difficult so, yeah. was the move? Um, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was stressful for me because I was trying to plan everything out as best I could as far as not being down too long. Okay. Yeah. How long were you down? Um, probably actually not shipping anything, uh, three days at oh, the most. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It only took us one day to actually move everything. And it, I, my tremendous staff packed everything up. Um, and when it came, so when moving day came, the movers came I think there were five truckloads or something. They loaded it all in the trucks and made two trips, and we had it all all moved in one day. But now you got to set everything up, right, and, right. you know, get everything going again. So that took a couple of more days, and then, you know, even it still was a slow process to get back up to full speed. Um, so yeah, our sales were down for a few weeks, um, but we were still selling. We were still, you know, like I said, we probably only went three days without sending anything in. Um, and we tried to send a lot in beforehand, knowing that we were right. going to be down. How long, how long did it take for your sales to recover back to your current, to your, at that time level? I'm going to say close to a month. Okay. A month. Yeah. And, and would you, yeah. would you speculate on the percent decline? 10%, 5%, 20%? Um, probably close to 20. Okay. Yeah. So there's, there's an experienced person saying that, Hey, you're going to see a 20% drop off in sales for about a month. Mm -hmm. Again, that's infrastructure costs that you have to have when you're right. considering a move or expanding. These are real fixed. I mean, these are real dollars, right? So yeah. there's three examples. Again, big down payment if you're buying, mm -hmm. build out cost, and then the, the month drop in sales. Yeah. Again, what I see most people failing is they don't build in the risk and all yeah. those are risks. Sorry. Go you're ahead. Right. You were saying yeah. something. I apologize. No, I was just saying, no, we also had a couple of employees that we lost at that time because they went oh. to school. It was in the fall. So they were going okay. back to college. One being my daughter, <laughs> who oh. had worked for me full time all summer, and then we had a, a, a another girl who um, was leaving for college. So we did lose two employees on top of that too. So you know maybe your drop wouldn't be as much. Okay. I had to hire, I had to replace those two, and then you know then I hired more too. So I, I actually ended up hiring five new people once we got in and, and settled. So that, and that's that a helped. learning curve, right? So that, yeah. But there is a learning curve. They're not going to be as productive. Right. I was thinking about this as you were talking, because you had a pretty big staff when thinking back to where you are now, right. And how you got there, what would you say is the most important? Because when I think of Dan went, or not Dan Wentworth, oh my God, I know too many Dan's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I think of Dan and Eric from the wholesale formula, those guys, mm -hmm. they said their first hire that was their the biggest hire that they made at the time was their marketing person for them because it allowed them to get wholesale accounts back then. And that was what their, their thing was, right, to be able to okay. get them. What would you say, knowing what you know now, mm -hmm. would be your first hire today? Starting all over at scale, meaning you've, you know, you're selling you know, 30000 and you want to get to 50000 a month or 100000 whatever it is. Mm -hmm. What would you say is your most important hire um, if you had to do it over again, not person, job wise, responsibility, maybe 
Right. Well, I that that is very smart what they said. Um, but I oh, also okay. think um, you can. It's also just just hiring somebody to prep. Okay, so a you prep know, person so for you. Either well, either way, because if they prep, you can get the accounts, right? Okay. Or you can hire somebody to get the accounts and you can prep. Either way, the prepping needs to be done. So to me, it's easier to hire a prepper. You know, hire somebody that can, you know, do that task for you so that you can focus on other things. Yeah, and, and I agree I with that's you. That's not a skill to set. To do. Right. That's not a skill set that, you know, well, I mean. It's easier it, to find. It's easier to find and it's. I mean, I hate to say it this way because it sounds negative, mm -hmm. but it's a lower dollar value, right? Yes. Skill set, right? I mean, yes. to be honest, right? You yeah. know, put this Absolutely. label on, put it in a box. Now, there's value in that. Don't get me wrong. And I don't want to downplay it. I don't want to be you know, disrespectful to anyone. Mm -hmm. However, the ability to negotiate with vendors, mm -hmm. that's a that's a gift to gab and or communication. It takes time to yeah. train somebody to do that. It takes a lot of time. So for me, that's more once you get to the point where, you know, you need help doing it yourself or, you know, you have enough of the other staff that, you know, it's time to delegate. It, when people ask me, how do I grow? You know, if, if you want to, not everybody wants to, but if you want to grow, I, the biggest thing is delegating. You have to give tasks to other people and what those tasks are, um, is really kind of w what you don't want to do or you're not good at is what's more important. What would you say that you're not good at? I am not good at repetition. Oh, uh, you get bored. Yeah, I get bored. So prepping is huge. Even when I interview preppers, I ask them, how are you with repetition? I'm not good with it. <laughs> and it's okay mm. if you're not, but that's what this job is. You need to know up front. You know, there's a lot of repetition. You're sitting there wrapping product all day. So I'm not good with repetition. Um, there's a lot of things. <laughs> I'm not good with tech stuff. I'm actually not very tech savvy. Um, and you bring it on, if you bring on younger people, it's their whole world. They're like, oh, just do this, dad. Exactly. And I'm like, really? Exactly. I mean, come on. I, I have a graduate degree and I don't know how to do that. What? Yeah. And, you know, you just got out of high school for God's yeah. sake and they know how to do it. Yeah, Funny. I'm not good at Excel, but I've figured out Google Sheets. Um, I can do a little Excel, but I don't know any of the formulas or whatever, but I, I, I have employees who are tre tremendous at it. I'm not. So just little so, things, yeah. But you didn't just hire, and I think this is important, at your level, mm -hmm. right, and you have a big wholesale operation, um, to, you don't just have preppers working for you. I think that's important for people yeah. to understand. At some point, you 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 know, you have... When you have that many people working, you got a lot of other responsibilities that need to be addressed. Either you're superwoman or you can ask for help, right? Yes, I have several office staff. I have um, uh, one person that actually goes with me to whole trade shows um, who she has the gift of gab, like you mentioned earlier. Ah, okay. Does she so, have an eye different than you too? Does she have what? An eye different, meaning that when she sees stuff that you can't see and vice versa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So she's she's the warm up. We I always say oh. she's the warm up. She goes <laughs> in and she's you know she has the gifts to gab and she's the warm up and then I talk numbers and business. Then I'm more of a numbers person. She's and you're not. a closer too, aren't yeah. you? I could tell. <laughs> so um, so she and she's kind of our um, we call her our accounts manager. So whenever we do pick up a wholesale account, she's their go to person. So they have a point of contact at our place of business. How many accounts can she manage? Um, she manages quite a few because most of the work is in the beginning, mm. right? So you're fixing up their listings, you're doing everything they need to do. Once that's all taken care of, it's minimal contact. You know, if they have an issue, then they can call her. But um, we haven't, I guess, reached her max yet. Okay. So there's a, that's a pro tip though. In but the beginning, you have to expect have there's some challenges. Yeah, so she gives them a list, too, in our office. So for purchasing, this is the person you need to contact because I have one girl that does all my purchasing. If um, for um, images and uh, listing issues, this is the person you contact because I have another gal that does that. So she's kind of more the liaison. They call um, her. She contacts the person to get the work done. Okay. So that means she can call, manage several. 
we used to call that in my previous business a traffic manager, somebody who really, because it's coming in and out, right? I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces, and you just you need to know how to direct it. And right. uh, so that's She's really, the director. There you go. And she has that gift. Yes. Yes. Multitask with the best of them, but yet can take it all in. Did she go when? So let's go back to the trade show. So you're at a trade show. Do you guys split up? No, we or go together. You go together and you're walking the aisle together and you see something and then you're like, okay, Stephen, there it is. Attack. <laughs> you send me over and I just warm them up a little bit. Hey, you know, hey, oh, yo. And then. Actually, we research ahead of time and we make appointments. Oh, come on. Um, but we organized. do set aside time to walk around as well or for the people that pull us in. I like the people that pull us in, actually. Ooh. Yeah. Is that a, is that a position for negotiation? You're in a better position when you yeah. do, when they you do that? Yeah, you pulled me in. <laughs> oh, you know there's what? a pro tip right there. Yeah, All right, yeah. me in, so Yeah. Um, so we do, I do like the people that pull me in and we're like, okay, tell us all about it. And then I'll be like, okay, here's what we do. You know, let's see if we can help you or not. How different is the conversation today than say four years ago with wholesale when you're at a trade show? How different is it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Today it's, it's about what we can do for them. Not what. You used to have to beg, didn't you? Um, yeah, but, well, it used to be, I, I can't even, Lisa, that's my experience. I used to have to <laughs> yeah. kind of like, Hey, let me be the one. Now it's, it's different because they have an expectation now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, but I've also turned people down. Oh, you fired customers. Yeah. Ones that you haven't even taken. You, you've actually well, had to like, say you're too much of a hassle. I can't sell your product. Yeah. Ones that, yeah, they don't, they're not controlling their map. Right. Or ones that want us to take them on. They're a new launch, and I just don't think it's going to sell. <laughs> well, is it you and your, uh, your uh, the gabber? Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know I have a good name. But is it the two of you, your intuition and her intuition? I mean, you're bouncing it off of each other to oh, say, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool, especially if she's got to get, if she has an eye for, you know, knowing a deal or knowing what will sell. And then the two of you together, that's confirmation, right? I mean, we'll research too, you know, we'll look at other products that are similar and, you know, look at the competition level and, you know, hey, we're going to put a whole lot of money into this. Is it worth it? You know? And it's not only money, it's, it's economic, right? Because you're giving up something else. Right. Well, you know, you do private label. So how much money do you put into a private label product? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's it's an enormous investment, especially if you're doing, you know, I have a friend right now who's putting a whole line out. I mean, you yeah. want to talk about, yeah. man, man, I mean, the efforts that they're putting into it. Uh, the upside, that's the upside, though. You know, I mean, let's face it, they will be successful. There's not a doubt in my mind they'll be successful. Yeah. I don't take risks like that. We're only part-time sellers. I refuse to. Mine's pretty safe. I'm pretty easy, pretty pretty predictable, you know, just mm-hmm. nice and consistent, you know, not really uh, taking big chances. Yeah. What, when you sit back and, and think about what what's... I have the question out there. You saw the question about personal habits. And I just want to ask it a little bit different because you must be doing something day in and day out um, over time because it's been five years, mm-hmm. right? This You're an overnight success five years in the making, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say if you had to pull one or two things to, to help people who aren't having that overnight success of five years? <laughs> when mm-hmm. and Five years is a long time. That's <laughs> my is. point is that it does take a long it time is. to really get to that level. You didn't get yeah. there overnight. But you've been doing stuff right for a while. Could you isolate a couple of those for us? Um, <clears throat> well, I guess one thing is I throw myself all in when I, when I take on an endeavor like this. Well, what does that mean, though? I mean, it, because it's like, yeah, you could put a lot of time, but, you know, a lot of time gets wasted, you know. That's true. Con- concentrate. Oh, here we go. Here's what somebody told me before. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Um, I make sure I'm really good at one thing before I move on to the next. So there's oh, wow. a lot of shiny objects out there in this business, right? So when I first started and I started doing RA, it was in October. So I started doing toys. Because, hey, it's October. Everybody does toys. Yeah. Right. So I did toys. I got really, really good at toys. I knew every toy in the market. If a new one came out, I rec- saw it on the shelf right away. It stuck out, you know, because I knew everything. 
So I was really good at toys. Then I got pretty good at health and beauty. So when I brought my first employee on and took her shopping with me, I said, hey, why don't you do grocery? Because I'm good at these two already. You do grocery. So she did grocery, right? So and so on and so forth. So same thing. I got really good too at, at RA before I moved on to OA. And then I got good at OA before I moved on to wholesale. And then I got good at wholesale and Amazon as whole before I moved on. Now I sell on eBay, Jet, and Walmart, right? So you just have to be careful not spreading yourself too thin. Well, let's go back then because it's five years. Mm -hmm. In your first year, Mm -hmm. you you didn't have staff. So it was just you. So as you said, it was toys and then um, health and beauty. beauty. Okay. And so boom, and you hit a level and then you could afford to hire somebody else and you were smart and said, hey, let's expand. Rather than have them come in and take work off of you, mm-hmm. you're like, I want them to come in and help me grow. I mean, this is a very, very serious pro tip here right now because I don't think, I want people to hear this again. You brought them on expecting them to help you grow. Yes, absolutely. Because I saw somebody posting earlier, like you can have five people and they if you're making 100 grand, you can add five people, grow your sales and then still make 100 grand if you're not careful. So yeah. uh, that's not a good plan. <laughs> yeah. So with the expectation to grow because it's a complete category you're not an expert in, you expect her to become an expert in. Mm-hmm. And then probably through osmosis, you pick up some of that too, right? I mean, logically. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, oh, that's so smart. So smart. Oh. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know how I fell into that. But yeah, and she, luckily, she was very good at it. And then she eventually, I slowly pulled myself out of the RA and handed it off to her. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Was she able to keep up? But because you're giving her a, she's already got the learning curve of what it's like to go in a store and scan and all the rest of that kind of jazz. Mm -hmm. When you gave her the, the toy and the other, the health and beauty, did you see a huge dip? Because you know you're an a, you're an outlier there, and she sounds like she's an outlier in her little world. So the two of you together are probably unstoppable. Now you step out of it completely. How big of a dip did you see in that cat in those categories? Um, I didn't because I also gave her somebody else to work with her. Uh, okay. So right. I while I there stayed out, I Boom. gave her somebody else, and she trained her, and so I still had two people out shopping, and I still to this day do a couple days a week. Um, okay. We're you personally? Slowly, yeah. No, not me. No. Okay. My I was going to say, whoa, <laughs> now that's superwoman now. Okay. But you still have a, you still have a little bit out there um, yeah, as you transition because the cash flow is transitioning. Yeah. Cause it's hard to, it's hard it's, to turn down. It's the cash flow, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's the most immediate form of cash. Like it's, you can buy it and literally ship it on the way home or put it listed on the way home and, and have the cash flow. Okay. Right. Very, very smart. So she helped replace you. Um, and develop them to her way, which is cool and very, very cool. That's a really good tip. Um, so that is a very strong skill set. Any other ones that you would say that really have helped you get you where you are, that five-year overnight success? Um, this is so hard for me because I really, I'm. some days I don't know I myself know how I got where I, I am. I'm like, hmm, what did I do right? Um well, you I did a lot of things not wrong, so that's said, a good one. One of my employees said, your attention to detail. Oh, and okay. I don't think that I'm that detail-oriented, but I do make sure that I, I reiterate. Like I might say, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? And then I'll go back, did it get done? Trust like, but verify. Yeah, making sure that the things get done because, yeah, I mean, it is nice. I am fortunate. I have an amazing team um, around me that helps a lot. So I can definitely attribute, you know, some of that to the amazing people that work for me. Um, So inspiring. You know, again, I sit back and you are very humble and I appreciate that. But I think this, this consistency of putting your head down and you were going to be successful because you saw the other side of it and you weren't going to go there. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just think it's such a, such a powerful, powerful story. Kelly, I'm, I'm impressed. Well, I, not, not by the, but just the, the way you manage it uh, to me is very, very cool. The humbleness. All right. So the goal of the podcast is to help people who get stuck. And you know, um, doesn't sound like you got stuck 
you found a way to push past. I'm sure you came up, well, I know you came up against every single issue that everybody else does, mm-hmm. but you found a way to get through it. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the best advice you would give somebody to get past that point of stuck? Um, yeah, it, once again, if you're feeling that you've reached a plateau, if, if that's what you mean, like they want to kind of yeah. push forward, um, to me, it's outsourcing and delegating. You have to, you, there's only so many hours in the day and there's only so much you can do yourself. And the hardest part is giving up control. And I know that too. I, there's a lot of things I had a hard time giving up. Um, but you've got to give up that control and let other people help you. Um, and realize that you can't do it all yourself. It's so rewarding when they get to celebrate in the success because they know they were part of it, right? Isn't it mm-hmm. like so cool, especially with the team your size? Isn't it like, like the coolest thing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you blew me away as I knew you would. Um, it's just phenomenal. And again, I love the story. I love the story of pushing past it and just, you know, just putting your head down and doing the work. Um, it's really super strong advice. And man, I, I just wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Stephen. Thanks for having me. How great was she? Just a, just a cool lady. I mean, just great. Uh, if you're at a conference meetup um, with her, I mean, for sure. Uh, because it's just you're going to learn a whole bunch of things. Again, we just came back from Ecom Chicago, and you know I can't recommend that enough. I know Rocky Mountain is another one that comes up in, uh, I think it's like May or June. Another one, same type of event where it's going to be, you know, intimate, a couple hundred people, two to three hundred people, but where the conversations go so much more than just selling on Amazon or selling on eBay. They have to because guess what? You're human. You got a life. You got relatives. You got family. You got kids. Guess what? Those challenges creep into your life. And so finding other people who have dealt with it and found other ways, it's just an awesome place. Um, So I highly recommend those type of uh, meetups because that's where the networking is going to be the best. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.